Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. And my patrons, you make this possible, patrons. Uh, you really do. Uh, and I appreciate it so much, and it's really my honor. So what do you say we get on with the show and put you to sleep? Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play so i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake it could be thoughts you know things on your mind that you're thinking about thoughts of feelings physical sensations so anything you know going through your brain anything you're feeling in your body or, you know, the, where feelings exist kind of in both places and more, uh, or all three. Uh, whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across. I'm going to try to create, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, try to create a safe place, uh, smooth it, pad it, rub it down. Uh, and invite you in or send it your way say signed sealed delivered this safe place is yours uh, or it could be you know not not signed or sealed just delivered uh or sent your way across i'm gonna in the way i do that is i send my voice across the deep dark night i'm gonna use lulling soothing creaky dulcet tones pointless meanders superfluous tangents uh, I'm going to go off topic, uh, like um, which I've probably already done in some sense. Uh, senseless senseless banter, holy moly. Is that it? Yeah, that's a thing, right? Senseless banter. Ba- definitely banter. Like, I think a ban- like a, I, I'm the only person when they say, are you going to put up any bunting this year? I say, I'm sorry, what's that? And they say that those are the th- it's like not a flag, but it's like a, it's like you, you kind of, it's just, and I say, oh, that, yeah, no, don't really, I, I, I put out some banter. I'm not actually good. I'm only good at bantering at bedtime, bedtime banter. If we thought about that before, uh, bedtime banter, but what I'm going to do, let's see, is, uh, what am I do? Oh, send my voice across. Oh, go off topic. Get mixed up. So I'm doing that right now. All to take your mind off stuff and keep you company as you fall asleep. Now, if you're new, a few pieces of information I'd like you to know. One, if you're doubtful or skeptical or confused, those are totally normal reactions for a new listener. Uh, the confusion will remain, but it'll become a different, it'll be diffused, diffused and confused. That's like a sleep with me listener, right? Confused, I diffuse, I try to diffuse and confuse. I do. I like the way that sounds because it's true though. But if you're new, it might not seem that way because uh, nonsense suffuses this show uh, and, you know, go- goofy stuff. But so if you're new, if you are skeptical or doubtful, or you're like, I don't know if this is for me, that's a very, very legitimate and normal reaction. So that's why I want to fill you in on a few things. One, get, if you can, give the show two or three tries. And Like millions of people have said it took two or three tries to get used to the podcast. 
So kind of see how it goes. And there's no pressure. Like, uh, you don't have to like the show. It doesn't have to work for you. Just see how it goes. I hope, I really do hope it helps you. So if you're doubtful, the other piece is like, this is a podcast. One of the reasons people are doubtful is because they're really listening and waiting for content. Uh, and that's a little bit of the, I don't think it's irony. But yeah, mine is more like a diffuser. Like when you put something in one of those um, humidifier diffusers, right? You see, like even that confuses me. I see, well, is it is this just like a humidifier, like a mini humidifier or not? And then you put like essential oil in it maybe. And, you know, when you drop the oil and it's little drops of oil and with some scents, uh, I don't know, probably diffused in there too. And then it diffuses it into the air. I kind of do that with thoughts where you say, okay, at some point this thought was a flower, like in another person's mind or on a piece of paper, this was a flower. This was a thought. It was a, you know, a beautiful thing or a plant or a stem or, you know, something. And this isn't a negative thing. This is just what the, 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 the goo that I do is, you know, then for me, I'm more like the mist, uh, so a regular podcast, yeah, I would say, okay, well, that's what uh, lemongrass, that's that's lavender. Oh, boy, that's frankincense uh, or, you know, whatever. You say, okay, I know what that is. Uh, very clear thoughts, well-formed, short intro, gets to the point. So just like you'd look at a flower, when when you're diffusing a flower or whatever, I don't even know what gets diffused or, or put into the oils. I don't know any of the cold-pressed, I think, maybe. Or something. But you you say, oh, okay. Like, I like looking at flowers. Don't need to look at, you know, I'll look at the mist of a diffused flower smell for a few, 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 few seconds. About as long as it takes Scooter to say a few seconds. Uh, and then I'll move on because it's just mist. It's not bad to look at. Uh, but it's not the same as looking at a flower. And you say, Scoots, I don't know if that metaphor, that metaphor would not make any sense in any other context other than your podcast. That That's what regular listeners are saying. And I know that didn't make any sense, but it kind of does. It's it, it's like comparing the flower to the mist. I'm the mist, without a doubt. Uh, and I still smell good. Mo- you know, the thing is, I still smell good. Flowers smell great. You know, I still most of the time smell pretty good. Uh, so we got that for us. So, so that's, so don't just barely listen. Just like if you're looking at that mist, uh, coming out of the humidifier, uh, you say, okay, well, it's okay. Yep. Okay. I'm all right. I'm going to go do something else. In this case, you just kind of barely, you say, okay, I'm just going to kind of barely watch it. I mean, here's a question because I know people love cat gifts and cat videos. Is there any videos of cats looking at mist or, or even is mist out of a diffuser humidifier? Even for a cat, is it like, yeah, well, what about a late? Do you got any laser pointers? That would be a normal podcast. Uh, and this is a mist. Okay, I think I've over and under explained that enough. So this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. Also, it's not really a podcast to put you to sleep. Even though this is a sleep podcast, it's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm here to take your mind off stuff and be your boar bud and your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar cuz, your boar bruh, whatever it is you're comfortable with. And just take your mind off stuff as you drift off.
So those are two pieces of information. The third thing that can throw new people off, and I want to give you this because uh, it definitely is, has the strongest reaction. And if you have a super strong reaction, like I said, you don't have like the podcast does not might not work for you. And I wish it did, uh, but maybe knowing that people have a strong reaction about this will make you feel like there's space for there is space for your feelings about this podcast. I, I want to tell you that. Uh, so, and if there is space for it, you could just maybe see how it goes and then be like, yeah, you know what? It's not for me. But so another thing people, some people have strong feelings about is the structure of the show. Cause it's also very different. So it show starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary that's greeting everyone and saying, I see you. I care that you get a good night's sleep and you're welcome here. Uh, then there's business. Uh, so just like the, the greeting is the door coming through the door, you say, okay, what do you got here? And that's how we like, uh, keep the show out coming out two two times a week uh, for free, the business. That's like maybe two to six minutes or something. I don't know. And then there's an intro that's around 12 to 20 minutes. And that's what we're like maybe halfway or more through where it's not business, uh, it's just me kind of introducing the podcast for a new listener. It actually serves two functions, probably like within a spectrum of limitless functions. But if I had to put labels on on it, on the, like the further edges of the spectrum, I'd say there's two parts of the intro spectrum. One is new listeners. It, it kind of introduces you to the podcast and what to expect. And you kind of get an idea that uh, I can't get to the point. It really, this is like uh, very misty, very diffused. I'm diffused and confused. That might be one of my next autobiographies that I'll never write. And you say, wow, not you're not dazed and confused. No, I'm diffused and confused. Uh, yeah. And I'm trying to think of other words that rhyme with it, but I should probably move on. And then... So, oh, what was I saying? I forgot. I'm not kidding. So, oh, so the intro is to introduce you if you're new and you kind of see how it goes. But as you become a regular listener, and what I've discovered over the, doing this for seven years is that the intro allows a regular listener to either get ready for bed or get comfortable in bed. Or, you know, it's part of their wind-down routine. Wherever they are, that wherever you are that you're listening and that may change over time, whether you're new or you're a regular listener or you're a daytime listener looking for a break. So that's like another thing is just kind of see how it goes. Uh, oh, but that's the intro. It goes on and on and on. Now, 2% of people skip the intro, start to show about 20 minutes, 18 to 20 minutes, it seems like most people do. And then they just start listening from there. So you could you could get to the point where you say, well, I just like to skip the intro. So then after the intro will be business. That's kind of part of, again, how we keep the show free is our partners there. And then there's uh, an episode. Tonight will be our modular episodic series about otters and things. Uh, and you can listen to that in any order. But it'll just be a nice uh, meandering bedtime story. So that's the structure show. You know what? Other thing I forgot to tell you is, this po- oh, no, I think I told you. The podcast really isn't here to put you to sleep. Oh, the end of the show ends with thank you. So, so that's the structure of the show. But, yeah, this is so this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. 
and there's no pressure to fall asleep. That's kind of how it's structured that way. So if you can't sleep, here's the good news. Uh, or if it takes you a while to fall asleep, or if you need a break during the day, or you're waking up, uh, is the structure of the show is kind of built for that. You say, okay, some people listen to the episode in chunks. Other people listen. Everybody figures out their own way. But it's like, oh, if you can't sleep, then it's like, okay, got the intro to look forward to, then the story, then the thank yous. Or if you set your sleep timer for like 30 minutes or something, you say, okay, well, if I wake up, I could just hit play again, and I'll start it wherever Scoot's left off. Uh, neither one of us, Scoot's or I, will know what he's talking about. So that's kind of the structure of the show. And that's, I think, the most important things for new listeners to know other than this, which is that the reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve some rest. And if it's at all possible, I'd love to provide that for you. Um, So I hope it does. And the reason I care is, I mean, the world will be a better place. Your world will be a better place if you get some rest. And you get the rest that you deserve, but also because I've been there. Um, I've been there. I was there last night, or like somewhere between the night and the morning. Uh, so I know how it feels. And if I can help uh, interrupt that, or take your mind off of that, or make it a little bit less intense, uh, uh, it's my honor. So that's why I make a show. That's kind of how people listen and just kind of see how it goes. And if you're a regular listener, thanks. So I'm so glad I could be here for you. And I'm so glad you're here to, to, to be here to kind of barely listen to me. It is such a pleasure for me to make this show. And even though this is like a middle of the intro or whatever, like I just keep coming back to like how much I love making this show, how much I love telling bedtime stories and how lucky I feel to be able to do it uh, and have it be of service. Uh, it really is an honor. I say that, but I mean it. Uh, like, those words have huge meaning for me. And the idea that you deserve a good night's sleep and I want you to feel seen and welcome is really important to me. And I can't accomplish that all the time. You know, I stumble just like everybody else. Uh, but, I, but I hope... Uh, you know, we could create space for that. Just like if the podcast isn't for you or you don't like it, uh, I can try. I'm trying to grow and create space for that too, and say, "Hey, we'll just see how it goes," and then you know, check out another sleep podcast or something else, like maybe Rick Steves or something. You know, that's a, like one that keeps coming back up. So, so I think that's it. I'm really glad you're here. I really hope and and yearn and I work hard and strive because I really want to help you fall asleep. So, thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we're able to make this podcast free for everybody. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Scoots, and welcome to our ongoing episodically modular and a bit serial, but you could listen to it in any order story, Otter Things, that's O-T-T-E-R, capital O-T-T-E-R, space, things, T-H-I-N-G-S. It's a, it's a t- t- touch of satire and parody, uh, like, uh, of, uh, you know, a couple of your favorite things, a couple of my favorite things, I, I know that for sure. Uh, based on a historical archive that I recovered um, out on the Transverse Plain, where, you know, I used to hang out a lot. 
Ian. So that's really all the setup I, I need to do. Someone else is going to catch you up uh, because this is an audio thing. Uh, and so they'll be catching you up on all the details. Because uh, uh, so like, uh, but just so you know, yeah, you could listen to this kind of in any order because uh, you're going to find out more as I turn this over to uh, Emma Otter. Hey, it's Emma again. I'm recording. Is this recording? Okay, it's recording. Hey, it's me. And I don't know where you are or where you're listening, but I just want you to know that I'm sitting here in a chair with a microphone. And I'm in the present moment for me. Present moment, I'm S-A-F-E. So I just wanted you to know that before I tell my story, that all is well. And you could think about that as I kind of tell you the journey I, my friends and I have been on and, and my community has been on. You can know that all is well and all will be well as you get comfortable too. And I want to fill you in. I also have like, uh, like I'm trying to upgrade a little bit of the production of the show. So I have a, a famous or most famous resident here. And they're going to come in. They, oh, they were, they're going to do it now because they can only do it. Then I'll catch you up on everything. Probably, you know, my brother Tefe thinks he's the, the, the hunkiest otter in the world. But everyone knows, everyone around here knows the hunkiest otter is the otter that's coming in just to say a few lines because he's so generous. Uh, Mr. Antonio. Bonderas, the otter. Uh, thank you, Emma. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. Otters, muskrats, uh, and all the creatures of the swamp. Uh, it's time for a tale. A tale that all will be well, even when... You experience otter things. Swishy, swishy, swish. <sighs> Thank you, Antonio. Uh, like, oh, you already jumped. Antonio's got a meeting, I get, think, to get to. So where we where, where were we? Well, we last left off with my friends and I. That was one part of the story. Is my friends and I, my friends, my best friends. Uh, in case they're listening, they know, you know, if they think there's a packing order of best friends, they know where they stand. Uh, and it's not partic- not necessarily or not not necessarily the order I say the names. But my friends Vaughn and LJ and I were in my basement uh, where we play our game uh, Big Bunnies and Bards, Bards and Big Bunnies. And we'd just been looking for our friend Willow, who, according to the adults, we had double-dared to go beyond the swamp where we live, uh, to the unknown, you know, regions. But we were more thinking, or other adult thoughts were that Emma had gone uh, to strike out on her own as a—oh, sorry, I'm saying Emma, I'm projecting my friend Willow— I just, you know, it's trying to get into a little method. I, I got too far method. But my friend Willow, that she struck out on her own, started her own career, you know. And, you know, we'll hear more about that tonight. Uh, 
But that was another thought. But my friends and I, we got the sense that uh, maybe Willow, you know, went off and, uh, I don't know, we started to believe a little bit about the big bunny and bards and or the goose chases, the gooses that lead kids and wild goose chases until they're tired and muddy. And so we wanted to find our friend Willow, and we were looking for her out on the edge of the swamp when we saw uh, this being, uh, this uh, person uh, who was very tough to describe. They were it felt like they were a kid right around our age. Uh, but what, who were they? What were they? Because they had a bill, but they looked a bit like a beaver. That's why we thought it was Emma. I mean, Willow, oh boy. You know, this is only my second episode of, a, of like a, what I think one day will be called a podcast radio show. Uh, but so uh, we, we uh, with a, so a beaver with a duck's bill and webbed feet. I'd never seen anything like it before in my time. But currently, we, we, we so we, we took her home. We wrapped her up because uh, they, at the time, seemed to be cold. And they were sitting in my basement with Vaughn and LJ, and we were having a pretty strong discussion about uh, uh, this. We said, just, shouldn't we go back and start looking for Willow again, the goose chases, the big bunnies, the place beyond the swamp? You know, what ifs? And I said, what about this poor being here? Uh, they're cold. Like, uh, and the last thing the being had said to us was, I speak words uh, as we were talking. Uh, but they hadn't said, said anything since. They were just watching us. Kind of a little bit uh, not easy, especially with Vaughn and LJ. LJ was very concerned. Said, of course, so Willow's waiting for us to come get her. And trying to build consensus, especially with Vaughn, that we need adults. We should just go upstairs and tell your mom or your dad about what's going on. And I said, hold on, let's get some more de And I said, we said, where are you from? No answer. Are you from the tunnel? Are you from the place beyond the swamp? Uh, what is it? Why? Then uh, Vaughn was, of course, interested more in the wet. What's it like having webbed feet? Uh, can you pick up this pencil? What's your bill? Like, uh, can you, do you walk like a duck? You know, you know, thoughts that are less direct. Anyway, I got to get back. So we see, there's a lot of questions, uh, for our poor friend there. And then Vaughn even brought up, what if you're from, what if, what if you're from the bottom of the river? Another mythos of childhood, the things that live in the bottom of the swamp and the river. Or even from River Bottom, LJ said, and went back and I said, okay, quiet, quiet, quiet. Like, uh, I'll come up with a plan. You know, I don't want to tell my mom now because we'd already gone out without permission to look for Willow. And then Vaughn again said about this comic book, about uh, animals and other beings and science and experimentation grand you know for, for the good of all vaughn said of course that's for the good of all secret projects then it went in a tangent about outer space are you from outer space or the moon is that why you have a bill and fur and webbed feet is there is the inside of the moon a liquid cheese 
And I said, you're, you're too loud. You're making this poor, poor build creature nervous. Uh, we, we're supposed to help. Uh, and I said, it's okay. It's okay. Everybody calm down. We're scaring the beaver duck. Uh, so it's okay. Uh, so I have a plan. I was coming up with a plan while we were talking. And here's the plan. We'll all go home and go to bed. I'm going to wrap uh, this beaver duck up warm and uh, help it dry off. And then tomorrow morning, I'll have uh, I'll have the beaver duck and go in my backyard and make a bunch of noise, like knock over the trash cans. And my mom's so nice. She'll go out and say, oh, you're not going to, please don't eat our trash, uh, you know, like those, those, some of those, the creatures on all four legs. Maybe this is a four, not a two. Are you just learning to walk on two feet? And then the duck billed creature said, I walk, I talk. And we said, we looked at one another. Okay, whoa. And it was a little bit odd. It wasn't our, wasn't our first odder thing, but this was an odd, odd thing. And I said, go home. I said, I'll help uh, uh, dry, dry uh, uh, like, uh, and then uh, LJ said, do you got a name? Who are you? Uh, and then there was a behind, I couldn't tell if it was an ear or a gill or something. I said, what the heck? Uh, there was a little tag uh, that said B-E. And we said, is your B in B? Uh, and then Vaughn said, what about Bill, Billy, Billy, is your name Billy? And uh, the, 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 the duck beaver looked at us and nodded. And, and it was very distinctive nodding of the Bill. And said, yes, I, Billy, I'm Billy. We said, okay, Billy, okay, everything's going to be okay. And I said, don't worry, my mom will know what to do. So they went home, and I helped Billy, and we made a blanket for it, and Billy got comfortable and nested in a thing of blankets. I said, it's going to be okay, Billy. Uh, like, uh, and, I, and then I went upstairs, and I said, I'll see you in the morning. Good night. And Billy said, good night. Uh, and I, oh, I had shared my name, of course. I was like, uh, I'm Emma. Good night, Emma. Good night, Billy. And they said, I'll leave a night, like, please leave a nightlight on. That was another thing. It's like, okay, don't worry, I'll leave a nightlight on. You're not, you know, it's a new place, of course. Uh, and then uh, even the radio. So I said, okay, we'll put the radio on. And uh, Billy seemed to like, uh, the, the, you know, t t the, the hit station. So we put it on. I think it was a Z89. And then I went to bed. Now, the next day, I catch you up on a couple other things, because Willow lives with her mom, Frances, and her sister, Dari. And, of course, like, they were really wondering where Willow was, because the most sensible thing, like, was that Willow moved away and wanted to start her career early. Or Willow got taken on a goose chase by the gooses, or they just didn't know, and that's not easy. You know, when it's unknown, it's not easy. And Dari knew that Francis, it was breakfast, and, and Dari said, Mom, you got to eat breakfast. I know there's some unknowns, uh, but today we'll get some clarity. You know, we'll, we'll find out uh, 
well, you know, Bull's looking into it. Uh, we'll look into it. Uh, and, you know, there's a, this phone call that come in and said, don't worry, we're going to figure this out. Everything, all will be well, Mom. And Mom looked at uh, Dari in a way that said, uh, even though moms are authority figures, uh, they're not always authority figures, or sometimes we just imagine them to be. And they held hands, and they held each other and comforted each other. And they ate delicious breakfast cereal. And Dari said, Mom, just breathe and eat your breakfast and hold my hand. Uh, we'll find Willow, and we'll all uh, get to the bottom of this together. But right as uh, Dari said that, there's a knock at the door, and it was Bull. Now, Bull is our resource officer in charge of resources and, you know, keeping everything going in our town. Not like a mayor, more of a, a community. You say, hey, you're not following the rules. Let's do this, or these are the rules, or this is so that kind of thing. And Bull kind of was playing, hey, how's it going, uh, you two? Hey, eating some puffs, eh? Uh, I heard you said that Willow called or something. Uh, and uh, Francis said, yeah, Willow, Willow called. And then uh, Bull looked at the phone. It wasn't working. I said, well, that's interesting. Your phone's not working. Uh, uh, it sure wasn't the storm or something. Francis said, I know what my daughter sounds like, even in static from a storm. And Bull said, well, the thing is that uh, when the geese go on the geese chases, they, they bring these kids in the geese chases for fun. You know, this is just a, a river bottom style action. Uh, they, they, uh, they, you know, they sometimes they like to call the house and even give the parents a hard time, create a sense of uncertainty. You know, they're tricksters. They're, they're not trickster gods. They're just birds from Canada, Canada geese, uh, Bull said, though a couple of other geese run with them. And uh, uh, Francis said, it wasn't a Canada geese or any other kind of geese on the phone, Bull. It was my daughter. Willow. And Bull said, okay, okay, well, just trust me. I'm trying to work. And, and then Willow said, you, you're, de and then Francis said, you need to trust me too, Bull. And Bull said, okay. So Willow called and there was a lot of static. That's what we know, right? For sure. And Francis said, yes. And then Bull said, well, what about uh, Lenny? That was uh, Willow and Dari's father. He would roll like Rolling Stone, so no moss gathered on him. Another musician, though not very accomplished musician, who had moved to Riverbottom years ago. Not in any big bands, though, like you hear about from Riverbottom. More of just a busker. And uh, uh, Francis said, I haven't heard from Lenny in a while. Uh, and then Dari said, Lenny said, you know, J to the A to the R to the K. And Bull said, well, maybe I should just check in with Lenny in case Willow went to, is there any chance Willow went to visit Lenny? And of course, Francis said, no. And Bull said, okay, well, trust, like, hear me out. What if Willow was just contemplating starting her career early? Not a good choice, but whatever. 
you know, we know that happens. It's happened with other kids in the community. They want, you know, to get this idea of quick, you know, that they're going to have a big career and they move to River Bottom or Hensontown or somewhere else uh, to start their career. And uh, maybe, you know, I mean, the only successful person was Antonio Banderas and that wasn't even music. Uh, but yeah, so maybe to make it a little bit easier, or maybe Willow got there and find it, well, I don't like this. Let me just check in with Lenny. Let's just check in with Lenny and just see if that's a possibility. And then Bull said, things are going to be okay, Francis. We're going to figure this out together. Okay, we'll figure this out. And then Bull headed out, but I know that Dari headed out right after Bull. And uh, said, Bull, wait up. Uh, Bull said, what's up, Dari? You should be inside helping your mother. She's, you know, this isn't easy on her. Dari said, don't worry, I've got things under control, too. I'm soothing my mom and comforting her. And uh, Dari said, didn't you used to work in Riverbottom on their resource team in the big city? Uh, you know, didn't you used to, were you starting your own uh, family and all that? And Bull said, that was a long time ago, Dari. What's your point? And Dari said, didn't it not go so great, uh, like your reputation in Riverbottom? Wouldn't it be easier for me to just go see Lenny? I don't think you and Lenny get along either. And Bull said, no, 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 you stay here with your mom. I'll go talk to Lenny. And Dari said, well, Lenny would be more open to talking to me uh, than you. So just, you know, just a thought, you know, that, uh, you, you, like, you don't have to do everything, Bull. You do, Bill, Bull, are you okay? You look really, uh, you, are you okay? I know you don't sing and and all that, and you're staring off at the distance silently, only half listening to me, probably thinking about your past in Riverbottom, huh, Bull? Bull said, Bull was staring off with that stare you've seen right off camera, the jaw, even of a frog going loose, uh, said, yeah, I got bad luck. Bad luck in River Bottom. Bad luck followed me here, probably. Uh, I don't know what it is uh, about me. And I probably was born under a bad... Anyway, Dari, you're too... You don't understand. You wouldn't understand. You're just a kid. But forget about talking to Lenny. I'll handle it later today or tomorrow. I'll, I'm on top of it. I just got to get a couple other geese in a row. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it's the geese. Uh, but uh, we'll figure it out. And Bull took off. Now, meanwhile, while they were having breakfast and discussing things, my family was having breakfast. Uh, my mom, my dad, my young, the youngest in my family. And then my brother, Tefe, the otter who learned to love himself so much uh, that uh, the shiniest otter in town. And I was trying to eat fast, I mean, really, so I could bring part of my breakfast down to uh, Billy. Uh, but Mom kind of was like, you know, geez, I don't know, with Willow, like, uh, right at, come home right after school. My dad was, you know, read, reading the latest news about, you know, stuff unrelated to our day-to-day -day lives. 
And Tefe was mostly eating, you know, like whatever, this super breakfast, uh, super foods and preening himself. Uh, and it was getting on my nerves because I could see something in his eye. And then he cleared his throat and said, hey, mom, uh, I got an idea. You know, it's, it can't be easy on Dari and Francis and everything. I was thinking about helping out, uh, like, with the flyers. They, you know, they got to figure out this goose chase thing. And my mom said, Tefe, I think you should just stay out of it. And I said, handing out flyers doesn't really sound like your style, Tefe. What, what does it even mean, handing out flyers? Uh, and Tefe said, well, you know, flyers cost money. And uh, I was thinking we could do, I could do a fundraiser after school. And we could raise money to pay for them to get a bunch of flyers. Uh, you know, but yeah, you're right, Mom. It's probably not the best idea. They'll probably, I mean, I know, you know, Willow's family is not easy as easy for them as it is for us. Uh, I'm grateful for everything you and Dad provide for us, uh, Mom and Dad. So maybe I'll just forget the whole idea and forget the flyers and make it, yeah, you're right. And Tefe knew what to say to my mom because she said, well, Tefe, just come home right after the fundraiser. You're so caring and so loving. And I said, what kind of, it sounds loving, Tefe, like, because you love to party, right? Is this some sort, is it going to be a fundraiser party? And uh, Tefe said, well, uh, actually, Emma, that's a great question. I wouldn't call it a party, but you can't have a fundraiser without fun. Just good, clean fun, though, of course. Uh, good, clean, comforting fun in this case. So less fun and more comfort. Uh, and I said, another brilliant Tefe idea, huh, Mom? I wonder how this, and Mom said, uh, Emma, just get, finish your breakfast and get ready to go to school. And then come home after school, please. And I said, I don't even know how Tefe defines a good, clean and responsible either. And Mom said, Emma? And then I went downstairs uh, to pretend to get ready for school in the basement, and uh, I went down and checked in with Billy, who was, you know, obviously in a new place and not totally comfortable, but also very hungry, so really enjoying the breakfast I provided uh, which are known as dino, you know, dino puffs, uh, the, the puff that's just, you know, but anyway, so uh, really enjoying that breakfast. And I said, listen, Billy, I'm going to pretend to go to school. And what you got to do is after you eat, just go out in the backyard and knock over the garbage cans, okay? And then my mom will hear it. You got to do it now before she leaves for work. But she'll hear you knock over the garbage cans. And she'll come out and she'll help you and she'll find out where you're, you know, where you're supposed to be, where your mom and dad are or whoever you, you live with. Uh, she'll help you find your way home. So that's the plan. And my mom's the best. So she'll totally help you. Uh, and Billy just kind of stared at me. It was just on the side of Billy's bill, a, a dino puff marshmallow. And a little bit of dripping, like uh, and Billy said, first with a, a, a beak full of, of no. And I said, I'm sorry, did you say mall? Oh, no. 
And then Billy waved their bill back and forth and no. And I said, no. And Billy said, no, mom. And I said, you don't have a mom? And, and Billy said, no. Pointed to me. No, your mom. No plan. No garbage. No mom. And I said, why? And she said, she made a kind of a universal symbol for looking around and scouting the horizon. She said, uh, Dr. Max is going to be looking for me. And Dr. Max can't be trusted. And I said, how, how do you, and I said, what do you mean? And Billy said, Dr. Max will take me back. And I said, back where? And Billy said, to the other side of the swamp. Uh, and I said, and I said, okay, okay. That's like, okay, so, all right, well, I'll figure out another plan then. You could stay here, okay? Just don't do anything. And I'll skip school. I'll come back. I'll pretend I'm going to go to school and come back. You just stay hiding out here, okay? And Billy said, okay. So I pretended to head out of school. Now, meanwhile, at school, Vaughn and LJ had gone to school. School had started. And at first they were wondering where I was. But then they said, oh, of course, uh, Emma probably stayed home to enact the plan. Uh And LJ said, good. Like, uh, and then that, like, uh, duck bill thing will be back where they belong and we could start to find willow again our friend willow because emma seems to have forgotten about willow and vaughn had a couple laughs at the duck bill and the webbed feet and did a like a, a like a walk around uh and said, well, yeah, it's good. Only adults can help with this kind of stuff. And LJ said, yeah, only adults can help with this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they kind of went back and forth. Uh, now, meanwhile, also at school, uh, my brother Tefe got to school. And Dari was there. And believe it or not, Dari was actually, uh, Dari has a friend named Babs. And Babs... Uh, uh, comes to, like Babs was the kind of person that had a lot of resources. And Babs, uh, Dari was already talking to Babs about getting flyers made because uh, Babs' family has all that kind of stuff. I don't even know how you make a flyer. And uh, uh, Babs said, no problem. And then Dari said, do you think we could use your car too? Uh, and Babs said, no, I got, like, I, you remember when I snuck out that, like, two weeks ago? I'm not allowed, I don't have access to my car anymore. I'm grounded, car-free, no driving. And uh, Dari said, well, I just need your car for today. I just need to borrow it. Uh, can we sneak it out? And, and Babs said, no, they took the keys and everything. Uh, can't, I, I'd give it to you for sure. I'm not worried about that. I know. You want to figure out stuff uh, with your sister. And Tefe rolled up and said, hey, uh, hey, 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 Babs, hey, Dari. Uh, I heard you talking about cars and uh, flyers. I was thinking about having a little fundraiser after school today. A fundraiser, maybe take your mind off of stuff uh, in a field, a little field party fundraiser. We could charge all the, you know, all the other kids, uh, you know, to come to it, um, 
and bring in some money to pay for those flyers or whatever else you might need, Dari. And it'd be a good time. We could really have a good time, at least for a little while. And uh, Dari looked at uh, uh, Tefe and narrowed her eyes. And Bab said, field parties are lame, Tefe, just so you know. That's like kids' stuff. And uh, Dari said, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about my sister. I don't want to be standing around in a bunch of mud with you and your friends, Tefe, uh, drinking bog water. And Babs made a bog water face like bog water's not good, though older kids say it is. And... Uh, and Tefe said, come on, Babs, we, you know, like... Uh, you tell her we we could still figure out some way to have fun. Uh, we could do something. And Bab said, "No thanks, Tefe." And uh, but then Dari was looking the whole time and listening, and and the wheels were turning in Dari's head. And said, "Dari said, you know what, Tefe, Babs, you know it might be fun cutting school. You know I've had a, you know I'm a, like a, maybe taking a road trip." Uh, I don't know. That's what Babs and I were talking about before we got here, Tefe. Now, that would be fun. The only issue is we don't have a car because uh, Babs lost her uh, keys. Her parents took them away. And Tefe said, interesting, interesting, huh? Like a road trip, the three of us, uh, for fun. And, uh, Dari said, yeah, I got to make one, like, I got I got a totally cool place we could check out with a great view and everything. Tefe said, really? Uh, Babs is like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, no, Babs wasn't playing. She said, I don't know. I'd rather not the three of us hang out. Me, you and Tefe. No, thank you. And Dari said, come on, Babs, we'll have fun, uh, you know, you could be, you know, you, like, uh, you, you, we'll both keep Tefe in line uh, and, and keep his nonsense to a minimum. And Tefe said, okay, okay, I got an idea. Meet me in front of school uh, or down, you know, not in front of school, someplace on the other side of the, the sports field at lunch. Uh, I'll have a car. We'll do a little road trip and cut school. And they said, okay. And then back in town, in our beautiful uh, downtown area, Frances was heading into where she works at the Fines and Dines. It's our everything store. You know, it's got a diner, it's got groceries, and it's got most of the stuff you would need. And she had worked there a long time. Uh, And, and, you know, like uh, not for a lot of uh, glory, and her boss was there, and he said, uh, Francis, what are you doing here? Uh, what, are you, what are you? It's not your day to work. And Francis said, I need a phone. And her boss said, okay, that'll be, you know, what, 2222. And Bab said, uh, you know what, I'm trying to figure, I'm waiting for Willow to call me. And uh, he said, oh, okay, just, just, I'll put it on your account. Uh, and Bab said, uh, and then Francis said, you know what, I need. Uh, I also need two weeks' pay. Two weeks' pay? And Francis said, you got to be kidding me. I worked here like a long, long time, even on the holidays, and I got two kids at home. 
like, uh, I expect to be paid a two weeks advance right now. Her boss said, okay, okay. And then she said, and some sugared cereal, dino, double, double dino puffs. Uh, they said, okay, okay, Francis, take care, take care. And Francis headed home. And I, and I had headed home too. And I was showing, uh, uh, Billy my room and a lot of the toys I play with, my physics lab, my kind of punch card computing device I'd been working on for a long time. And then, of course, my, well, this is what you don't know. So I don't, uh, this isn't the first thing I recorded really. My friends and I, we used to like to do radio theater in method. So we would, we had a lot of, not just a recording set up uh, in the basement and in my room, but we also had outfits. So we would play kind of a dress up recording uh, thing. You know, some things were in the bar, the world of bards and big bunnies. And then some things were in like a more noir world. And we had other outfits, uh, and so I started dress. We started dressing up, pretending we were different characters, and we were kind of having fun. And then uh, I don't, I don't know. Even Billy said, "What is?" It? And I said, "This is what friends. We're friends. Uh, friends play dress up, and uh, this is called play." And I realized this was new to her. She had never tried it or never done it before. And I was pretending to be different things. And even for a second, Billy kind of pretended to be like Dr. Max, just for a second. And then we heard my front door. And then we heard the stairs. And I said, but, but it's, it's my mom. You got to pretend you're like, like, just don't move. Sit sit down in my miniature rocking chair and don't move. Pretend you're a full-size doll. And then my door swung open because Tefe had heard me. And Tefi said, what are you doing home? And I said, what are you doing home? And uh, Tefi said, what is that doll? Uh, is that a bill on a beaver? Ugh. Dressed up. What is that dressed up as? And I said, uh, it's, yeah, anyway, what are you doing home from school, Tefe? And Tefi said, what are you doing home from school? And I said, I don't feel good, you know. Uh, with Willow and stuff. And Tefe said, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, I mean, that makes sense. I'm trying to help Dari with some stuff. And I'm like, sure you are. And he, he said, no, really, uh, where are the keys to, to Uncle Emmett's uh, truck? And I said, I have no idea. And he said, you, I know you know. You know everything. Come on, Emma. I know you know where Uncle Emmett's keys are. And I said, I, I don't know. And, uh, and Tefe said, I'll tell you what, like, uh, if you tell me where Uncle Emmett's keys are, I'll forget that you and whoever that is pretending to be a duck-billed doll. Uh, I don't know if that's Vaughn or LJ dressed up, uh, that you're not, neither one of you is at school or sick. Uh, I'll forget to tell mom all about this. And I said, they're in the bowl with all the marbles at the bottom. And uh, he said, okay, I'll see you later then. And he headed out, and I breathed a sigh of relief, and so did uh, uh, Billy. But Billy kind of looked after, he said, don't, 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 my brother said, don't worry. That's just, a, uh, like, that's not his natural otter oils. 
Those are store-bought otter oils that make them shine like that. And now Francis had gotten home, and Francis had set up uh, a new phone and was like, I'm going to wait here uh, for my daughter. Now, one thing I did forget to mention that's kind of an important part is, you know, we're all musical. We all play instruments. But Francis, and, and she never quite found the way to do this. And I think probably Lenny had something to do with this. Uh, Francis was a big maker of wind chimes, but tuned wind chimes. Uh, you could almost, the wind could play as an instrument or even someone could play as an instrument. And so Francis was also passing the time tuning a wind chime or tuning the parts of it. I don't know much about wind chime creation. Uh, a wind chime that was like a steel drum and kind of playing those sounds uh, and waiting for the phone to ring. And meanwhile, Tef- Tefe had gotten my Uncle Emmett's truck and gone back to school at lunchtime, and Dari and Babs were waiting, and they hopped in the car, and Tefe said, Where to? And Dari said, River Bottom. And Tefe said, What do you... Uh, uh, like, uh, Dari said, trust me, I got a big surprise. Wait, like I said, beautiful view. Uh, just trust me. I'll tell you how to get there. And, uh, Tefe said, okay, sounds cool. And they hit the road. And while they were on the road, uh, school had let out and Vaughn and LJ went right to my house uh, and headed over and knocked on the door, and I let them in, and they said, so what happened to your mom? And then they saw in the background, they saw Billy. And they said, what is what is, what is that still doing here? And I said, uh, like, and then I said, let's go to my room to talk in case my parents come home. And LJ said, we're here. Why didn't you tell your mom that was the plan? And Vaughn said, yeah, what if, what if, the, 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 no offense, Billy, but what if Billy's an alien or something? And uh, making all these, like, sounds, sound effects from all these, like, uh, sci-fi shows that Vaughn watches too much of. And LJ said, what about Willow? We're supposed to be looking for Willow, not dealing with uh, this duck-billed beaver with web, web you know, might, this might even be, what did you hatch out of an egg or something? And I said, LJ, please be calm down and be more appropriate and kind. And LJ said, appropriate and kind again. Our mission is Willow. Uh, Willow could be with a big, we're supposed to be big bunnies and bards. And Willow is our friend. And I'm going to go tell your parents. I'm going to go call my parents. I'm going to tell an adult uh, uh, to deal with this. And as LJ went to leave the room, this sound started to come from deep inside of Billy's bill. And it was, at first it sounded like a, like a, I don't know, like an engine starting, but quickly... It, it, we realized that because we listen to a lot of music, we play a lot of music, uh, that it was a song. It being almost like uh, hummed through or vibrating through the bill. And Vaughn was the first person to realize they said, that's the song right here, right now that we always just sing on the radio by uh, 
Jesus and Jones. And I said, wait. And then right as I said that, I couldn't speak anymore. And LJ's hand had frozen as he was reaching for the doorknob. And we were all kind of stuck uh, right here, right now, as uh, as Billy kind of uh, hummed the song. And then we kind of started to hum along with it. but we quickly realized that it was a power, and Billy said, no adults, uh, uh, and then looked at me and I said, can't, we can't, there's some sort of Dr. Max beyond the swamp, uh, that lab stuff might be right, Vaughn. And then Vaughn and LJ were staring at me, and the, the echoes of the song were still in our head. They said, she's got some sort of musical powers, uh, and Vaughn said, just like in the comic books, uh, superpowers and uh, how'd you know that was one of our favorite songs we used to sing that right here right now there's no other place we'd rather be now while we were doing that like uh dari babs and tefe had gotten to river bottom and they pulled up to lenny's house uh and uh tefe said where's the view babs uh, or and Teffy said, where's the view, Dari? And Dari said, look at this. This is, an, like, uh, this is a city, an uh, industrial section of a city. It's not like anything we see. And Teffy said, this seems dull. And Dari said, you two keep each other company. I'm going to hop out. i got to knock on this door. And uh, Teffy said, why? And she, she said, well, this is where my dad lives. i got to ask him something. You two stay put. And Dari knocked on the door and eventually dealt with Lenny's, uh, like, uh, friend and Lenny. Lenny was a bit like, oh, well, you got why don't you let adults take care of this? What about Bull? He's still in town. No, I haven't heard from Willow. Wish, you know, wish Francis was, you know, better. And, and then that was, it was all Dari needed to hear and said, forget it. Uh, forget it. I got to go. And Lenny said, don't you want to hang? You know, this is a big city. We could go out. We could busk together. And Dari said, I got to figure out Willow. And Dari headed out down the steps. Uh, and as she was at the last step away from Lenny's house, she realized that uh, the windows of uh, Emmett, uh, Uncle Emmett's truck had kind of fogged up a little bit. And she suspected something was strange. And then she reached for the passenger door. And she opened it, and uh, she heard a gasp, and she saw that there wasn't anybody in the driver's seat, and that Lenny and Babs were in the back, uh, K-I-S-S-I-N-G-ing. And, it, you know, it's no secret that Dari thought that Tefe, like, that Dari was into Tefe a little bit, and she thought Tefe was into her. And Babs was always making a deal about how Teffy wasn't cool and a jerk and not her cup of tea. So Dari was not happy. And they said, what, what, what? And then Dari said, just, just let me drive back. Uh, you two stay in the bank and keep each other company. Uh, but Dari started to get more and more irritated, uh, and eventually it kind of drove, it took the long way home where she also had this view, this side road. They had a view of the place beyond the swamp, of the the road 
where none of our cars go. Like I said, where the strange vehicles go. And she parked it there. Uh, and they had kind of fallen asleep snuggling, which she, she was not happy about either. Now, back in my house, we had stopped singing. And we're still trying to process uh, what this all meant. Uh, and uh, I said, don't worry, we'll work this all out. Uh, and, uh, and Billy started looking around and saw a picture and was staring at a picture of Willow and us uh, and held it and then said, what's this? And we said, those are friends. We're friends. You know what a friend is? And uh, Billy said, no. And I said, remember when we played? Friends play together. Friends uh, help each other. Willow's our friend. We can't find her. Uh, and, then, and then it was LJ that said, you know, someone, my friends, I'd do anything for them. Everything I do, I do for my friends. And then Billy got a dreamy look in Billy's eye and said, uh, Everything I do, I do it for you, and started humming that song, which was a big hit on the radio at the time, too. But kind of more humming it absentmindedly as she walked down to the basement and we followed her. And then she got out our board for our big bunny and bards game, and she turned it upside down. And then she put the, the figure that... Uh, that Willow always, play, always played on the downside of the board and said, friend. And we said, yeah, you know, that's Willow. You know where Willow is? Uh, and then she took a big bunny and put it on the board next to her. And then we we were all like, uh, it was mostly silent except for her humming of uh, everything I do, I do for you, which kind of suffused us with some sort of magical energy, it felt like. Now, meanwhile, Frances was at home waiting for the phone to ring, and it finally did ring, and she dropped uh, the the wind chime she was working on, and they got caught around her ankle, and it was ringing, and she was trying to get to the phone. And then there was kind of nothing there but static, and she said, Willow, is that you, Willow, Willow? Where are you, Willow? And she heard the squawks of Canada geese or something. That's what she thought, because that was the idea planted in her head. And she wondered if it was Willow, and then again the phone shorted out. And then all the music devices in the house uh, started to play, starting with the the wind chime, the steel drum wind chime wrapped around her ankles uh, somehow. But all the music in uh, Dari and Willow's, Willow's room started to play louder and louder, and she went in there. And she said, like, uh, Willow, Willow, uh, what's going on? Uh, all with some sort of, again, suffused with magical power. And playing songs, you know, moms didn't want her kids listening to, like, uh, uh, I want to uh, give you a kiss by uh, this band, uh, Bad Colors, and and uh, other songs like that, uh, and she said, Willow, you're not supposed to listen to this song. Is that you? And then she started to sense, uh, and she looked out the window, and she saw big bunny ears, giant bunny ears outside the window. 
And at first she rushed outside looking for a bunny, and then she kind of felt the earth kind of tremble like a big bunny was bouncing. Then she ran to her car and said, what if a big bunny is bouncing? That's no good. She got in her car and was ready to drive away, but then she thought about Willow and the music, and then the wind chimes all started to play, all the wind chimes she'd made for her family and that she was making on commission or spec for other people started playing. And she sat there and listened and said, Willow, Willow, is that you? Uh, and it was all playing in different things. Uh, I want to, oh, I want to kiss you up. Uh, and uh, she thought, uh, well, this is an odder thing right now. And then Dari was uh, getting more and more, uh, a little bit frustrated and was like, you know what I'm going to do? is uh, park this car and throw the keys in the swamp uh, and then go home uh, to, to, you know, kind of give Tefe some payback for and Babs for making out. Uh. And so she pulled off, knocked out, and she said, I'm going to throw them right into the tunnel. Uh, no way even Tefe will go in there for the keys, and then Tefe will get in trouble. And so she pulled off and parked the car and took the keys out, and Tefe woke up... Uh, Babs didn't quite wake up yet, and uh, Dari slammed the door and stormed off, and Tefe followed after her said, Wait, wait, wait a second, uh, Dari, uh, where are you going? And Dari got ready to throw the keys into the swamp tunnel, and uh, Tefe said, Wait, 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 I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, uh, it was just like me and Babs were just sitting there, and we had not, like... Uh, I don't, I don't know, like, uh, and I know I should make an excuse like we're not dating or we haven't kissed. Uh, maybe we could kiss right now. And then Dari got ready to throw the keys. And uh, uh, Tuffy said, no, 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 like, really, I'm, I apologize. It was very, I should have been more sensitive uh, to everything that's going on. And I should have said, Babs, it's not a good time for you to try to kiss me right now. And then he says, Babs, or then Dari almost threw the keys. And he said, no, no, or say, Babs, what do you think about kissing while we pass the time? So I'm sorry, Dari, it was wrong. I'm sorry it affected you. I can make it, if I can, like, make it, make it right somehow, I will. But I was definitely wrong. And Dari lowered a hand and, and tossed the keys back to Tefe. He said, just drop me, you know what, just drop me off. Uh, uh, I don't care, whatever. I'm probably just stressed about my sister. And, and, and Tefe said, I understand, uh, you know, and I'm wrong for not knowing that. Uh, and I'll try to help. We'll get those flyers printed and we'll, we'll, I'll help, really. And Dari said, thanks, Tefe. And Tefe said, it can't be easy. Uh, and uh, Dari said, no. And then they got back to the car, and Babs' door was open, and Babs wasn't there anymore. And he said, Babs, you around? No, and Babs didn't respond. And Tefe said, well, that's weird. And then Dari said, well, Babs doesn't live that far from here. Maybe she walked home. And Tefe said, maybe... And he said, weird, it's weird, there's some goose feathers uh, here. He goes, with slimy goose feathers. Uh, 
And she said, maybe a goose flew over and left a, a goose present. Uh, and Teffy said, probably. Let me bring you home. And, uh, yeah, and she said, well, at least now I don't got to worry about if you drop me off or Babs off first. Uh, so, yeah, just bring me home and then uh, I'm going to get in bed and go to sleep and then we'll figure out everything tomorrow. Teffy said, that sounds like an idea. And then they, Babs, or... And then Dari went home, and uh, I kind of got a, a Billy back in Billy's tent, and we all went home, and we all got in bed. And we said, well, we'll just deal with everything tomorrow. Let's just get a good night's sleep, a good night's sleep.